welcome, welcome, welcome. And we're back to Take the Leap this week. I want to welcome you to the podcast where we're stepping out of the matrix and reconnecting to our inner knowing on this path to self-actualization. If you haven't heard already, my name is Shay and I want to thank you for letting me be your guide on this journey of transformation and discovery. Please join me every Monday and Wednesday to peel back this new layer of the onion we've labeled self-actualization. So while on my path, I work with people daily and we question answers in their life experiences, right? So although we're together for a short time here, I've set up a community so you can still join the conversation and connect with others in real time. At the end of this episode, I'll tell you how to join and connect after our discussion on the podcast, okay? Today, I want to take some time to share some stories of personal resilience. We're always talking about uh, ways to do things, um, different modalities, right? But when things are put into action, is there anything even happening? So um, I want to share some real life stories that I've had an opportunity to participate in, hear about, and witness with my own eyes. And uh, we'll talk about a few things, uh, what makes resilience what the characteristics of resilience, okay? So, um, of course, all the names in the stories, I have to change them, right? So we want to protect the identities of the victors, but I do hope that they still resonate with you in some way and you find a path to hope in your life as well. That's the whole point to this, right? That's just to be bumping gums and to be sharing great stories, but for you to figure out what modalities work for you, Um, this is something I may want to do, this is something I don't want to do, you know, just a way to move forward with those things innately born within you and reconnecting to yourself, okay? Even though we discussed resilience and what it means in a previous uh, episode, I still think it's important to recap before we actually move forward and start sharing um, all the wins that I've had an opportunity to hear about, right? Resilience means um, facing stress and hardship without relying on unhealthy coping strategies to manage the range of emotions you experience when you are under stress or experiencing um, unfavorable events in your life. I've talked about being strong and what it means to me. Um, Even going so far as to saying, like when someone says, oh, you're so strong, it usually just means, oh God, thank goodness it's not me, (laughs) right? (laughs) That's what it means. There's even a saying out there, I can't remember who said it, but it's like, tell people your problems. 80% of them don't even care. And the other 20% are just glad it's you, right? As long as it's not them. So um, when people are like, oh, how's everything going? Even if things are not going the way that I would like them to go, it's, you know, I really can't complain because I'm getting another opportunity to take a stab at it, right? I could not be receiving that opportunity. So as long as I'm getting the opportunity to readjust and take another stab and adjust my mental picture, I really can't complain because even if I did, what good would it do, right? What does it change at all? Yesterday has already happened. Tomorrow is not even here. So being focused on today is something that's essential and making sure that I maximize those opportunities in this present time, right? And we have to remember that, you know, when you plant today, uh, you may not harvest today. You may not harvest tomorrow is something that's being set up for the future. So don't forget to plant. We're often so focused on 
other things going on that we're not even planting for today. So then how can we see a harvest in the future when we're making it there, right? And we don't know what that looks like. I heard somebody say, you know, luck is about preparation and opportunity meeting each other because we often think that something's just gonna fall out of the sky but if you're not standing for something if you're not working towards something then what are you expecting to happen you reap what you're sowing right what are you sowing into so that you can reap that harvest ask yourself that question sometime today all right but uh, resilience is often defined as like a mental reservoir of strength, right? That helps people handle their stress and their hardship. So I think it's important because I was having a conversation with someone and um, like we had a chance to discuss, often going through a healing process or, you know, figuring out things that you want to change, things that resonate with you and sifting out the things that do not give you a better experience, right? But it's not a place where you're held. Life is always going to be full of these Uh, cycles of change these ups and downs these lessons that knock us out of our comfort zone right the stresses and the hardships it can be very small or it could be something that really causes us to um, take a pause in our life experience right where we really need to focus on what's our next move or it could just be um, the the situation could be whatever direction you normally take to work that she is cut off and now you're in a new direction perhaps navigating you to a neighborhood that you've never had to maneuver before right and when you do that you may discover some um, new store that's there or maybe you're looking for a house and you see that house of your dreams you just never know what is available on that path so being open to that new direction is something that opens up new experiences, new avenues, things that we didn't know before, right? We're often trying to control a lot of things, but we don't control anything. Being open to things is what uh, brings in that new. And you know what they say about insanity, doing the same thing over and over again, right? And so opening up ourselves to modalities and things that we may not even be aware of brings that new experience and kind of um, ignites that creativity within us. So um, some things that I want people to remember as well about resilience. Some people are just born, like they say, born leaders, right? But leadership is not a quality that cannot be learned, trained, instilled, right? We can cultivate leadership skills. And resilience is the same way. Um, Some of the main characteristics of a person who's resilient is um, awareness, uh, self-control, some problem-solving skills on some type of level, and social support. That last one tends to be where people get stuck a lot, especially with wanting to have community and wanting to have support. And so I think a lot of people, I know that I did at first view it as, you know, it's a a large body. Sometimes it's not a large body. It's one solid individual, right? Whether that be um, something spiritual for you, Uh, whether it be a relative of yours, a close family member, a friend that you meet, uh, a stranger that you develop a relationship with in the community, going online and joining certain communities, professional communities, um, 
therapeutic communities, peer support communities. There's just so many options. But again, sometimes it may take engaging in the communities, right? Sometimes we're thinking we're sitting in our house and everything is just going to knock on our door. And that is so not true. Ask, seek, right? Knock. And then those are the ways that things will be opened up to you. So resilient people are aware of situations. They're aware of their emotional reactions and um, the behavior of those individuals around them. They're not always needing to react. They don't always have to react right to their environment. But definitely it's always being observed. Um, Note is always being taken. At least personally, that's how it is for me. Um, So again, five basic characteristics they're not the only ones but some basic things that you're you're gonna find with someone who's resilient is that again problem solving skills opening themselves up to options um, having some type of strong social connection and when I talk about that with some people because maybe you're a single parent um, man or woman and um your children are all that you have, right? It's a, it's appropriate to assess what responsibility your offspring can handle because sometimes we get into that situation of parentification. We won't talk about that in this episode, but we'll have some conversation maybe in the community about that. And so sometimes they're taking on traumas and stresses that they don't have the tools to address and you're trying to develop those tools as well. Then there's a survivor mentality, right? Um, what was that song? Destiny's Child. I'm a survivor. Um, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to stop, right? Knowing that I can make it. I may not see what the ending looks like. I may not see the end of the tunnel. I may not see the opportunity opening up to me at this time, but I know that it does exist and I know that I can endure until the end, right? Even the Bible says, Um, The race is not given to the swift, but the one who can endure until the end. So that's that survivor mentality. And then emotional regulation. So many things happen when we're unable to um, keep hold of our emotions. And people think that means to dismiss them, to discount them, to not experience them. But experiencing that emotion is so important because you want to know where is that emotion coming from? Is it a good one? Does it make me feel good? And then when am I feeling that around other individuals? It's really a key thing to training our intuition and being able to rely on our intuition as well. Emotional regulation, you know, could be just as simple as keeping us out of jail, right? Reacting to someone. So they say, you know, if someone gets angry, you allow someone to anger you in such a way, then they're the ones who have won. You have not won. And, um... I think the best example that I could give of that is sometimes I'm a choose my battle type person. So sometimes I've been in a room with individuals and you're like, this is cute. This is interesting. You know, people take shots or whatever. And I think I'm more responsive when that person is going around the room taking shots at everybody so that you know that they're sizing up this quote unquote opponent and they're only going to take shots at certain people. And then you realize, you know, because you're quiet, I always say that too. People think that quiet um, means dumb and it doesn't just completely means quiet. Sometimes if you don't have have anything to add to the situation, the conversation or the solution, then what's the point of speaking? It's just a, a waste of words. That's my opinion, right? So 
that emotional regulation is very, very key to choosing your battles so that you have enough strength to actually endure the ones that are the most important and that matter. Every battle it, it definitely has some type of um, influence on your life, right? But all of them don't desire the same type of energy, the same type of attention, the same type of focus. And maybe some of them you've been through before and you're like, okay, well, that one will be okay. Even if we don't necessarily win that battle, okay, we don't need it to win the war, right? We need to be able to endure that war, right? And so um, also a characteristic is self-compassion. We are the best at beating up on us, right? I mean, different people will do it for you, but we probably have done it first. Either it's coming from somewhere that we've heard before, or we interpret how people respond to us and their behaviors, and um, maybe the way that we see someone responding is not the way they respond. You know why? Because people have different ways of interacting with each other, different ways of learning, different love languages and how they show love, and it may not be the same as ours. We can really want to um, have people solve problems in the same way because we think that means that we're on the same accord, but you don't have to have the same skills. Your skill set can be diverse and you still be in union, in unity with the end goal. So, and at times that can be very, very helpful. It's almost like playing a game of spades, right? You want to play with your partner. You don't want to bet against your partner, right? You're not fighting your partner with that. However, the strategy to it, there's some basic things, right? But there's a lot of, uh, like a little dance that you do. Being able to trust your partner and, and the cards that they're holding in their hand and the strategy that they have for playing those cards. So again, problem solving, uh, social connections, that survivor mentality, emotional regulation and self-compassion and I think I've met some very wonderful people and seeing them uh, really take ownership of their wins gives them that energy and that belief and that hope and that faith to develop that mental picture for the future because if I did this then I can definitely do that and one of the ways that I've seen that happen is working with people um, dealing with substance use right sometimes people don't really understand what uh, substance use can do and the hold that it can take on you because it's not just you having this uh, mental trip, right? It's not just that. It's not just you checking out. It's not just the numbness, but it's also the biological effect that the drug is having on your body, right? So long after you've been using this substance, how is it staying in your body? What is it doing? Those withdrawal symptoms and things of that sort, right? And then if it's being used heavily, um, there's this this thing. I don't know how long it's been in effect, but definitely there's a lot of open talk about microdosing and things like that and psychedelics for um, like spiritual connections and things like that. There's also uh, this whole epidemic of um, self-medicating, right? We, we happen to have marijuana available um, in so many forms concentrated not concentrated from the ground um, hydro systems how it's you know delta this and delta that 
sometimes people are adding things to it and so there's that as well and there's there's the ability to say hey I need to use this right but are we actually like dosing it in the right way using it in the right way and who's regulating that that's some questions that we have to ask ourselves I want to say it was um, Jerusalem I want to say that um, somewhere in the Middle East though where they're doing a lot of research on different strains and dosages so um, it would be like prescription medication and then we also know that just because you have a prescription doesn't mean that it's safe or that it won't become addictive or that it won't take over your awareness right there's the epidemic with um, prescription medication as well and the overuse of that um, when it's being prescribed for like minor incidences uh, you got some neck pain right things of that sort so people have been able to become addicted just from that prescription so substance use is something that um, I my heart really goes out to those individuals because the reality that you're that we see in the reality that you're participating in is just not the same and I've had the opportunity to be in environments where you know people are losing their children and so I have someone who has found something that's of value to them because that matters Everybody has their own why and their different why. And when you don't have a why, it really doesn't even matter. It really doesn't even matter. People can give you several interventions. They can talk to their blue in the face. But if you don't have a reason why, and sometimes people think that, oh, you know, they have children or they have family, they have a mother, um, they have a great job, and those should be things to live for. But people are looking for a purpose, my reason for existing and waking up every day. Like, why do I go to this job? What is it for? Why am I a part of this family? Why was I born into this family? Especially if they've had any adverse childhood experiences. Those are the type of questions that people can be asking. Even when it comes to um, alcohol, and I always say that. I meet someone who's an excessive drinker. I've always said, hey, there's a reason why. And I... I'm the nosy person who wants to know that reason why. Something has you drowning here to numb. I've been there before. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to deal with it, you know, and so I feel like my stress is better worked out with this substance. Um, Fortunately or unfortunately, I don't know what to say about that. I've never had a substance that, you know, that I was addicted to that had a hold in me that I couldn't control. But also, I know that I have an addictive personality, so I don't invite those things into my experience because I don't know if I would be able to place a limitation on it, right? So um, with that said, I want to be fair and say that I also have not even tried it to say, oh, that it doesn't get a hold of me. There's only one thing that I've tried, and yeah, I, I it, it can be taken or leaving or left, but when we are indulging in those things right it's still what what's the clarity with that where is that because if it has become something that we're coping with and say we feel like okay i don't know how i'm gonna get through this especially if things keep hitting you back to back to back to back right i'm always worried about that with substance use because it's so easy to get and um, i had received a letter from someone and uh, they're in a rehabilitation center and that's something that is publicly known it's definitely available there right but they're able to grab onto something a why like they feel useful 
because before they had what they feel limitations to getting employment or to being independent and being mobile and although they're in the rehabilitation center it has allowed them to bring clarity into their space and then giving them an opportunity to develop a job skill something that they actually like right and then also find community because with this job skill they work with other individuals and there's milestones that they they celebrate um they celebrate holidays together you know they get rewarded for their performance and so she's created value in her life even though she's had these adverse experiences now i've often said um, i was a team i am or was a team mom and um i've looked back on the experience thinking what would i have done differently but when i really think about it the path that my life was going and what i was the type of personalities i was attracted to at that time really having my daughter at that time although it was not ideal it did change the trajectory of my life right so if she had not been around if she had not been born and i had not had the responsibilities i had with her medical care and things of that sort then um it definitely would have turned out a lot differently maybe i wouldn't even be standing here because i definitely had um a thirst for um thrills right uh a world of money, power, respect, and just not really completely understanding all of those consequences. So seeing her be able to bounce back and see a mental picture, develop that mental mental picture where before she was um, admitted to that rehabilitation center, she didn't have a mental picture. There was not a future that she saw. Okay. But now she's developing problem-solving skills and she's inviting those type of modalities into her life because she wants to know. So she's the benefit of those things, right? She has her social connections because now she's connecting with those individuals that she works with. She has those uh, peers, her coworkers, right? Um, she, she's looking forward, right? Developing uh, a mental picture saying, hey, this is not forever. I know how to maneuver these things. I wanna get better with doing these things, right? She knows how to occupy her time how to use it effectively so she has that survivor mentality. And then there's the emotional regulation and that self-compassion. Those two things kind of go together, right? Because then once you start getting down on yourself a lot, um, you're not forgiving of yourself, we automatically project that feeling onto other individuals and we feel like they're not able to forgive us either. And I'm not saying, especially when it comes to substance use, I'm not saying that's not a real thing because sometimes, you know, people can burn bridges and that's just what it is. And people are like, okay, I'm fed up. You can't, you can't be here anymore. This can't happen anymore. And that loss in itself is a different trauma, right? So it's like a trauma packed on top of a trauma that you're already trying to unpack. So it could be very difficult. I've also seen individuals um, be incarcerated and come out and be able to establish themselves as an individual and not having to depend on anyone else or feel like sometimes people feel like a burden, like, okay, I need to establish my life, get a place to live, just those basic needs being met. And that empowers them to do more, to go back and share with other people how they can be empowered and how they can develop that survivor mentality. Um, lately, I've talked about on social media, 
you know not the er or the ah but the ist as far as the inward goes and being able to maneuver those situations because as truth be told um not everyone gets to make it out of those situations and so even some people will remain in them because there doesn't seem to be an option for escape not one that's safe at least so i think that's important as well to recognize those things one thing that remains simple not simple but very basic and reoccurring to me is when i'm speaking with people and they talk a lot about um you know i've healed why am i going through this again and healing doesn't mean that you won't have experiences healing means that now you know how you want to respond when you encounter those experiences right so you know how to problem solve when this experience comes up you now you know access a set of options and if those options don't work you've developed some resources right where you can go again ask seek knock and do some problem solving with the situation so it doesn't seem uh, bleak and dire it doesn't seem like the end because this thing is happening to you i used to always say that a lot too it's the same circus different hoops okay because when we're looking out onto other individuals what's really common is we can look at someone's car and house how they look how they dress how they smile how they carry themselves the relationships that they have right where they work all of those things and think oh my gosh that person's so successful but that same person can have all of those things and the way they view them is a stepping stone to their final mental picture to them they haven't reached the level of success that they've um, put together in their mind so I think we must remember that as well it's so easy to say oh I would be so grateful if I were where you were but we don't have all the information right so taking on someone else's uh, talent life responsibilities right um, doesn't necessarily mean that it's something that we are easily gonna work through it may look easy on the outside but again opportunity okay meeting the preparation so resilience is about that preparation right telling you a couple of stories some basic things where it looks bleak it seems like you're not going to get out of it homelessness could be one of those things as well going through acute mental health struggles could be one of those things as well but really what does it look like in action right so in action what kind of behaviors and and what things show up in resilience in the bounce back You can try to take positive um, actions on situations or have a more positive perspective. Like when we talk about the breakdown of things, right? Um, Well, I I would like this to happen or that to happen. Um, I want to live in a three-bedroom house, but you're in a two-bedroom townhome. Well, something's going to happen. Either you're going to have to make the move or, you know, that has to go away in order for that new mental picture to replace right what your existing situation is what your current existence is so sometimes we're we're, it's difficult for us to let go okay so that's about that perspective it's difficult for us to let go and then start to invite in this new mental picture that's that doing the same thing but expecting a different result Um, we can also view our challenges as learning opportunities as well 
not just something that's happening to me, but something that's happening for me. What tool can I sharpen? Can I gain, right? Um, Or do I need to completely revamp in this experience? Um, Regulating our emotions. People get the best of us when they take over our awareness and they kind of jerk our emotions all around and we allow that, right? So being able to express our feelings in proper ways. Because again, regulating your emotion has nothing to do with suppressing. That's something completely different, suppressing your emotion. So we want to be able to express our feelings in appropriate ways. And what's appropriate? Well, there's a bunch of options for that, right? Because if you're having anger with someone, you need to express that. When this is happening, when I see this, when you do this, this is how I receive that. This is how I receive that. And because I'm receiving it that way, this is my response. Because I want to feel protected, because I feel rejected, um, because I feel unsafe, because um, I feel taken advantage of. This is how I act, because this is how it's being received, right? Maybe the person intends it that way and maybe they don't, but there's also our responsibility to check those patterns of behavior. Sometimes people are saying things, but the actions are just not matching up. Have you ever had that happen before? And you're like, I'm looking at you talking, right? This is what you're doing. This is what I want you to do because what's coming out of your mouth is not matching up with your actions. You ever watch a video to um, a song, a, a, a music video, what they're singing about and the visuals that are going on in the video they completely don't match up you're like what the hell is going on here right so regulating our emotions puts us more in control of our options and when we exercise our options those are ways that we can choose our battles win the war okay um the other thing i would illustrate with that is when you're in the game, people try to get you upset. Why are they trying to get you upset? Because now they have your awareness. They kind of move you how they want you, how they want to move you, right? They can predict your movement a little bit better. But when you're in control and you're focused on the game, they they don't know what the move is. They're no longer in control of the game. They're no longer speeding it up. They're no longer slowing it down. You're controlling the game. Okay, and that's. That can be the same way that it is in life, right? Um, So focusing on the things that you can control instead of dwelling on what you cannot, that can sometimes keep us stuck, prevent our forward movement. Some things just have to happen on their own. Again, it's that sense of letting go and it's difficult for us to let go. But what's the point of expending energy because now you don't have the energy to focus on the things that you can control, to work with the things that you you can maneuver, the, the problems that you can solve, right? So then you're gonna be drained before you can even get to the nitty gritty of things. Um, so also recognizing that fear, right? The cognitive distortions. Um, sometimes we're telling us ourselves things that are not true. Oh, they don't like me, right? But is there something that you don't like about you and that's being projected onto the group of people that you're with? I've definitely been in that situation before. Again, patterns of behavior though are the evidence or receipts where you can be like, okay, I see what's going on here. Shade is being thrown, but what happens in the shade, sweetheart? In the shade, we chill. We stay cool in the shade, right? So 
no need there. I have a person who used to get so upset when people would say adverse things about me or call me out of my name, anything other than my name. And then I realized people are just doing that to get a reaction. I was once on a job and um, someone said to me, I sure would like to see you upset. Why is that? Because company loves misery, always looking for misery instead of the source. And so again, getting you out of character and getting you out of character taking over your awareness can put you in a situation that's adverse for you can put you in a situation you you might have a response and you go to jail you know what I mean but this person is still walking around free sometimes it can be entertainment it just depends on the level of individual that you're dealing with especially when you're in a situation where you're not feeling supported by your surroundings so um, reframing the negative thoughts to be more realistic. We talk about being positive, but positive doesn't always mean like, oh, yay, this is so great that it's happening to me, right? It's knowing that this too shall pass. It's knowing that nighttime can't always be night, even if, if it's in Alaska, right? It's for six months. It's still six months of sunlight. So it's being able to endure that time. Uh, I read a story, an anecdote about, um, well, it's not an anecdote. It was actually an experiment where uh, they put some mice in water and they were put there to drown, right? But right before, you know, they were tiring out, they just swimming their little legs, swimming their little legs, right? And so right before they tire out, they're taken out of the water and they're quote unquote saved, right? Then they placed them back in the water and they were able to keep pedaling, 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 pedaling and um, treading water. I can't remember the number of hours, but I believe it was more than a day, okay? Because in their mind before, when they only went for the 20 minutes, the short time, they were saved. And so they were enduring because they knew in their mind they would be saved, right? And when you develop skills and you do the work, you're like, okay, I know that this can be worked out. I know that this too shall pass. I know that a permanent solution to an impermanent problem, that's not balanced. There's no balance there, right? But what does make that situation easier is having that link of support, being connected, not necessarily receiving validation, but just having that support. I know for me with my circle, I don't always want to talk about things. I do like to um, engage in other people's lives and share in the things that's happening for them. So for me, I'm not a person who wants to be around a lot of oh, woe is me, things of that sort, right? Because I know that there are options. I don't know what that person's options are, but I know that there are options. And so I'm very much a person who wants to be in that environment, talking about solutions, whether they work or not. Um, because you find out new things, all right? Failure is, is about finding out new things. It's not about um, sitting in that energy and being like, well, that was it. It's definitely not it. It's definitely not it. And when it's not there, it can be fun to create as well. It can be um, just fun to play off other things and explore new and different things. So with resilience, it can be cultivated. And I'm going to say, can it be easier if people are supporting and cheering you on? 
I'm going to say it definitely feels good, right? It definitely feels good, but it can also be distracting because then your progress and your it is validation from external things. If indeed you're able to get into a space and know and have that self-compassion, like, hey, I am not stupid, right? I've seen this before and I don't control what situations come, but I do control how I respond to those situations then that's again a different outlet that's reframing those negative thoughts like oh my gosh here we go again no it's not here we go again you don't control the personalities of the people that you meet and so this is oh I've seen this before right and then you have options exercise your options all right so again the five basic characteristics of resilience the problem-solving skills, the social connections, the survivor mentality, emotional regulation, self-compassion. And if we're talking about community, at the beginning of the podcast, I did say that, okay, you know, we talk about um, you being able to connect in real time. And so you can head over to the Facebook community. There is a group there and we're able to interact with one another and kind of like dive deeper into these uh, conversations that we're having here and I would love to do that and I would definitely love to hear ways that you've been resilient and your uh, stories of victory as well because I think it's important not just to talk about the problems that we go through but to also talk about the wins and the gains and the endurance and I'm still in the fight still in the fight because sometimes it's that way and we're all in different positions in our experience and so it's nice to be comforted by that as well sometimes it's hard to see um, what could be possible but having those social connections definitely brings out all those ideas and kind of helps us put our mental picture together as well like oh you know what I think I want to add that or maybe I don't want as much as that I want this to be a little bit like this or like that just it allows us to open up to new modalities and new options that we may not have grown up with or thought of on our own. So it's been a great time for me. You know, it's always, it's time. It's that time, okay, for me to go ahead and hand the reins over to you. Please do not forsake the gathering of getting together and us being able to exchange ideas and speak with one another. I definitely enjoy that and being very candid. That's something I want people to know. The community is candid, okay? And so I want it to be a safe space where we can say exactly what we're thinking and actually have this exchange of not being condescending, um, not calling people names. That's easy to do. But actually being able to have an exchange of ideas and figure out things that work for us. Um, You can reach me by Messenger, S-H-E-A-T-O-S-T-O-N, a a space between S-H-E-A and then the last name of T-O-S-T-O-N. I definitely love to hear from you and I'd love to have you back on the next episode. If you have comments um, that you want to add to the podcast as well, there's an area where you can actually give commentary um, and share what you thought about it. I'd also like to hear any ideas, anything that you would like to talk about as we continue this journey of self-actualization and reconnecting, okay? Um, I look forward to seeing you, same time, same station. All right!